Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your, your I, I Do, do Crew. You know, I've been looking at a lot of the the reports and things that have been coming out about sort of life in a post-coronavirus world. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, where do we go from here once this initial sort of infection surge is over? You know, where do things end up? Mm-hmm. And that is such a really interesting idea and thought. And it's so crazy just because we're still learning about this whole thing. I mean, it almost seems like a disaster movie, right? Yeah, it does. It's just surreal. Oh my God, that's such a good word for it. (laughs) It seems like something out of a bad sci-fi movie, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sharknado versus bat virus. This in general just sounds like like a a little kid wrote it. It's like (laughs) there was a bad virus and everybody got sick and then everybody was out of toilet paper and had to stay home. Like they were just saying it sounded like a child was writing like a story. It sounded real. (laughs) Seriously though. It does. It does. If there is a positive light about this, one, it's made us all kind of slow down mm-hmm. and focus on, you know, our family and things like that. The other is that the meme culture has just exploded. It's been so good. <laughs> it has been so good. And and some of them have been really just outstanding. Some of the video comedy people that have been rolling. But yeah, but so so many of our couples have been asking about what next. I mean, obviously, we talked about in the previous episode how many reschedules we've been getting. We talked about, oh gosh, yeah. you know, the summer weddings. I, at this point, so right now we're recording this in early April. All of our March and April weddings have been rescheduled. For me, all of my May weddings have been rescheduled. Mm-hmm. And now my June couples are on the bubble. Yeah. Pretty much all of my June couples have a backup date booked with their venue and all of their vendors. We have backup dates at this point because we're just not sure where it's going. Mm-hmm. And it's just so so interesting to not have a clear idea of a month and a half in the future, can we have the wedding that we wanted? Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm finding too. Like all of my May have officially can't like move, I guess I should say not can't. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then... Um, my June, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out to them. I'm, I'm trying to see what's going on. And they're like, we're planning on it. But yeah, like you said, they're kind of there. There's a little uncertainty there with, with everything. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, do you move forward with your date? Because, you know, at this point, you've probably started, you know, people are wanting to book their hotel, you know, you might have sent out like some people I know, have like sent out like, you know, invitations or different things like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, so I think people are struggling because they're like, is it better to have a smaller amount of people there, but just keep it because we know our vendors, you know, if, if things are okay, our vendors are going to be there. Um, but it's, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with June, I feel like. Exactly. And it's the uncertainty that's so stressful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been the big theme of this is that the not knowing is really what has the biggest impact on people because once you know what happens with the situation, then you can adapt to it. You can yes. formulate a game plan. You can pick a direction. You can be decisive. But with everything so up in the air with not knowing if there's – and again, in Ohio, 
you know, thankfully, our governor has been very decisive in the movement, and we've seen that our Department of Health has has shown that we've flattened the curve, but then folks are anxious to get back to work. And mm-hmm. the problem is if they reopen things, then it'll just go back to the same spike. And so the question is, like you said, where do we go? How do we do that? And then, like you said, do we change things? Do we maintain the date? Mm-hmm. And that's such just such a question that has to be up to each couple's decision, really. Yeah. And I think with it being, you know, with Ohio, I think the reason why, you know, I'm having my June and my July, a lot of them are reaching out and and like we've already kind of talked, they're like, what do I do? And I think with us just being in Ohio, um, Mm -hmm. everything just, you know, it's, it's been, we've been really lucky because it was action was taken very quickly. Like it's, it's been very smart how this has kind of all been done. Um, and you know, I've, I've felt like we've done a really good job compared to some other places that are, you know, they might've just started like a, a stay at home order like a week ago compared to right. us. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing really well. And I think that's, I, the last that I heard, we were going to slowly start bringing things back. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I guess I'm just really hopeful because the curve is flattened. I keep hearing that, like, we're kind of at that, that peak right now. Um, mm-hmm. for everything in Ohio. And I just hope that, um, you know, people don't get too, too excited and, and go out and, <laughs> and we don't kind of, we don't kind of wreck this. Cause I just feel like if, if we keep up the momentum, you know, that we're doing and we're all kind of collectively just being smart about social distancing and everything that, um, you know, that'll, that'll mean that things will clear up a lot faster for us as a state than, you know, than they were planning. It. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> And we have to look at everything going forward in such a different light now. Yeah. It's caused us to question so many things that we took for granted before. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting booking requests now for some September and October and November. And one of their first questions is, you know, we assume that all of this virus business will be over by then. But if it's not, what are your reschedule clauses? What are your... Mm-hmm how can we adapt and how can we adjust? And so thankfully, like I said before, I have a team where we can work very, very clearly with the couples to reschedule. And even if you can't keep the same efficient, you can stay with us and we all are are good. But it's been so interesting to, to get those questions that are so different now and to see people who are intentionally downsizing their, their guest list and mm-hmm. thinking about providing the, the simple masks or or sanitizer or things like that, or spacing out the seating and having to take those things into consideration because there is that worry of a, even if we stop it now, you know, there's the potential of a second or third wave if things get reignited, if there's no vaccine in that time. Yeah. I know um, April and I, um, April from Your Perfect Day, um, Mm -hmm. we have been doing um, like a series of different lives. And the one that we just had last week, um, one of the things we were talking about is, you know, obviously people are going to be wanting more hand sanitizer out. Like some people have even talked about um, reminding people every so often, like having the DJ or having somebody, you know, say like, here's a hand like washing station where you're going to have like almost like a portable station mm-hmm. or, you know, like just hands, even just hand sanitizer, but reminding people of, of that. So they're conscious of that or actually taking people's temperatures you know, before, before they might enter the reception for something like that, just, just having mm-hmm. a, a nurse or having a coordinator, or having somebody that's just designated to 
to just take people's temperatures and then really just reminding everybody that before they show up, like if, if you feel sick, you need to stay home, um, which obviously that doesn't yes. eliminate everyone, but, but just, you know, explain to people like, Hey, like you need to be responsible because you know, you could potentially spread this to lots of people. Absolutely. It's really making us look at all of our social contact in a different way. Mm-hmm. In a, in a completely different way. And I have been really enjoying uh, watching you in April and the, the lives oh, are very entertaining. <laughs> they're, they're good. I The first one I told her, I was like, I'm just going to get really drunk and I'm going to cry. And like, we're all just in this together. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we just keep doing them. And, and it's great. People are asking a lot of really good questions. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just nice to be in that in, environment with, with all those people and just try, trying to give them some peace of mind, even though we're all kind of in the same boat. Mm-hmm. As in the dark and, and as, as you know, sort of blindly feeling our way as we are, we're in the industry and this is where we live and this is where we are most comfortable in these waters. Our couples, many of whom it's their first wedding, yes. just have no concept of, of where to go, where to turn to and how to deal with these concepts. And so mm-hmm. I think that staying in touch and, and putting information out there, we've, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from my couples about that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can be resources because again, even though we are, if I'm being really honest, everyone's making it up as they go at this point, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. You know, unless you've been through this scenario, which no one has since the the influenza of 1918, mm-hmm. everyone's just making it up as they go along here. And as I've said many a time now in the last, over the last four weeks, my son's teachers deserve every penny that we pay them and more now at this point. Oh Yeah. And, and we've had to, you know, as a society, we've learned that, oh, yeah, so many people can work from home at this point, And so many things have changed. There's been so many dramatic societal shifts. And mm-hmm. it's not unexpected that that will impact the wedding industry. Like you said, the the idea of hand washing stations and, and, you know, sanitizing breaks. And I don't know, it just makes me think of a high school dance, you know, hey, if you're dancing, you know, make sure you leave, leave a gap. It reminds me of... Um... You know, like when you go swimming at a public pool and every once in a while they like blow the whistle and have people get out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of that they're going to like, the DJ is going to come on and be like, okay, hand washing time. And then like, everybody's going to have to leave the dance floor and they have to like do stuff. And then they're going to like come mm-hmm. back or whatever. It's just like, I don't know. It just reminds me of like, it's, it's going to be weird for a little bit. It is. And the other thing that's come to light is how vulnerable we all are to misinformation. Yes. In, in a time like this with social media, people share things so rapidly without checking them. And I have seen so many things that people share that are just either partially true and then just total <laughs> guesswork after a certain point, you know, especially when it comes to like, yeah. people are convinced that black lights will kill the virus because it's UV light. And I'm like, no, this, no, this, this is not that. <laughs> this is different. Um, but I wonder if different sanitation technologies and things like that are going to become more commonplace in, as you're entering places, you know, going through a statically charged, you know, blower or something like that as you're entering public places because of all of this. Mm-hmm. And those are of course, be absolutely vital in a situation like a wedding reception or a wedding venue. Those would be the perfect ideal place for that. Yeah, they really would. So venues are going to have to be seeing how they're going to adapt after all of this. And it's going to become part and parcel of of going to a public event now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, either having your temperature taken or no entry without mask. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's like, are people going to like, I, like favors, you know, are people going to make masks like you know, like little brides and grooms mm-hmm. or, or like 
lips I've seen where people like put, you know, like women's lips on a mask and, and try and, you know, make light of it. And right. And like, are, are we going to like, are we going to see like a cutesy side, like with the hand sanitizers mm-hmm. and different things like that? I'm like, I, I feel like there's just going to be this, this shift that we've, we've just never seen this kind of stuff before because people didn't have to think about it. Absolutely. And I want to say this here for the record, publicly on the podcast, if you're not in a very few select counties in Texas, no, Skype weddings are not legal. We've gotten so many questions about that over the past few weeks. And I've actually talked to the the head of the International Association of Professional Wedding Officiants. I've talked to the Secretary of State of Ohio, and I've talked to the Ohio Attorney General. And definitively, at this point in time, you know, April what is it today? April 14th, 2020, Skype wedding, digital video weddings are not legal in most of the United States. Most states um, are not allowing it. A few select counties and a few places are trying it out. I don't see it catching on in a big way. I don't see it being a really big thing in the future, uh, especially once all the quarantine lockdowns are over. I don't see the the, the need for it to be as big as it is, but yeah. some cartoonist did a cartoon about it, a priest standing in front of two laptops. And if you take this man to be your husband, press enter, otherwise press escape. <laughs> I Like 50 people have sent it to me at this point. Like, yes, I know. I get it. Thank you. You know, what would be funny is, you know, like for Facebook lives and different things where you can, you'll see like all the hearts, like on the right side of the screen where people are like liking stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you could like, People, you could like have all your family and they could like vote. Like, okay, should they say their vows? Should, should, should they? And people kind of thumbs it up or thumbs it down. Oh my gosh. Guest participation. Live feedback wedding. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, that's too much like, you know, call in, call in to vote if you should do this or that, you know? It's very like, it's like a Black Mirror episode. It's, but like in a happy one kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Well, hopefully happy. You know, push, push the wrong emoji. Who knows what happens? I know. <laughs> Yeah, so we're not, you know, we don't have any of the definitive answers here yet. You know, things are still playing out and shaking out in in new and different ways than they ever have before. But it's pretty safe to say that this is going to have a a long lasting effect on on weddings as they are public gatherings of, of many diverse and different people. Yes. And the biggest thing is just stay in touch with your vendors. Like now is the time to get a wedding planner if you don't have one for your wedding. Oh my gosh, yes. Like if you thought you had you were on top of things before, obviously now you're like the rest of us where you just are like scrambling and stressed and like yes, now is the time to, to bring someone on board and be like, Hey, like help me with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've always said not a time to do it yourself. Right, exactly. And we've always said you're either gonna pay for it in stress and pulling your hair out, or you're gonna pay for it by letting somebody else stress over it. Yes. And with all the stress that everyone's going through right now with this shared, giant, traumatic experience, just offload as much as you can. Oh my gosh, yes. And that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash your I do crew, or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. 
And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get married. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.